Hello and welcome back to the Pop Culture Council, the podcast where we talk about books, games, TV shows, movies, theatre, and everything in between. I'm your host, Tyler, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Chabu and Jordan. How are we doing, guys? I'm doing well, thank you. Very well. How are you doing, Tyler? <laughs> I'm doing good, Since thanks. you didn't ask him last time. <laughs> ah. I'm happy you're good. Anyway, should we get into it? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Nice one, mate. Nice one, mate. No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh I think gonna have some good conversation today. I'm looking forward to nah, this. Me too. Me too. It's a it's a big old one yeah. this week. Barbenheimer, as it has been called. Barbenheimer. You, did you? You didn't come up with that. Of course, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I'm not, you're not just taking the to world. come up with that. Oh yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. Taking the world by storm, originated from Tyler. I think putting two films against each other like this, it's just inevitable for sales to be incredible for both those films. Regardless on who ends up getting the highs, it both are just gonna. It's incredible. I think like seeing the way it's they've become like pinned at each other. I think it's been so cool. Barbie's just crossed five hundred million at the box office, and analysts were predicting that's what it was gonna do. Full stop. Wow. And it hasn't even been out for a week. Five hundred million though. Warner Bros. versus Christopher Nolan. Warner Bros. is winning. Yeah, but he should never have left. Oh, we said last time Barbie was always gonna do. It's true. It's it's more uh, accessible, isn't it? Much more commercially accessible. But if we're talking about opinions, oh god, I would say that Oppenheimer is twice the movie that Barbie. Oh, Ooh. we're uh, we're looking at about two fifty for Oppenheimer at the moment. That's good, man. Wow, two fifty is good. Fourth biggest opening weekend in the entire box office history. These two, incredible. What combined? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do you know what? The top three were. Oh, I, I, I'm just throwing out these stats. Oh, okay. so sorry, 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 sorry. I'll be so interested to see though what that would be, what films they would. Yeah, but still, regardless, it's been a great, it's, it's a really great weekend for movie culture in general. Hundred percent. Yeah, Barbie's got great reviews. I've seen such such good things said about Barbie, and I've also seen really terrible things said about Barbie, about the message, about how it's trying to be too woke, and all of this stuff. I I couldn't agree less. Would you, you couldn't th- agree less. Yeah, that it's being too woke. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't oh, think yeah. it's. I think it's woke, whatever that means. But I don't think it's too woke. I think it's just. So, so we're going straight into it. We're just going into it. We can, yeah, yeah. Right, so, yeah carry oh, on, we carry do. On. We do Barbie first. All right, yeah. Let's do Barbie first. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Well, yeah. The message that people hate is it's about gender equality. How can that be a bad thing? It can't be. That's what feminism is about. It's not about, not about this radical feminism, female superiority thing. And while that was kind of the premise of Barbie at the start, the overarching message is very much gender equality. How is that bad? I I think, I I think everyone's doing a bit too much because I've been seeing, like I've I've been hearing about guys who are saying, Oh, it's an anti men, anti hate men, uh, kind of film. I, which I heavily disagree with. I'm like, you've not watched the film properly. If you, if that's what you're coming out and that's what you're thinking. Although though, I have seen, certain females online and stuff saying things like oh if your guy if your man comes out of barbie and doesn't agree with everything that's being said then you need to get rid of him and that's a red flag and stuff i'm just like okay guys everyone's just doing a bit too much it's a film like certain things are dramatized for the sake of humor and like the movie was very sorry to interrupt you the movie was very kind of it knew what it was doing, self-aware, fourth exactly. wall breaking, all of that kind of thing as exactly. well for the for the purposes of comedy. So exactly, like when I think of like some of the great comedians of our time, like someone like Dave Chappelle, for example, who's a he he talks a lot about the society as like a as a whole. 
I know certain people don't like him and stuff, but I think some of the stuff that he's done that has been very good and been received well, he's not talking literally. Like, that's what's funny about it. So this film, as much as it is talking about, like, obviously the inequality of, like, genders and stuff, but it's not supposed to be literal. Like, you can't take a lot of it as, like... Like, the the guys who were saying, oh, there's an anti-hate man. Like, obviously, it's a bit exaggerated. It's a film. Like, it's just get, everyone just needs to get a bit of a grip. And I, I think it's a bit stupid to say, oh, your man needs to, if he doesn't like it, like, red flag or whatever. But I, I just, yeah, I think everyone's doing too much. I think it was a great film. I think it was so clever. I think it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was laughing so hard. Really? Through, through yeah. I, I was proper laughing. I did not, not. Not at the, I think I was laughing more, not at the, like, like the obvious jokes, but you know, some of the like little side comments they'd make and stuff, or like some of the things like um, Ken would do, just those little bits, which I just thought were hilarious. So, yeah. Goes without saying, uh, spoilers for Barbie and Oppenheimer ahead. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen the movies, definitely go and watch both of them. They're great. Um, 100%. But yeah, you can also use the timestamps on the video or wherever you're streaming this to skip through the stages. Tyler, the host being the host. Absolutely. I have to do my duty. <laughs> to humanity. <laughs> but I, my opinion on the movie itself was six out of ten. Oh, that's weak, man. I didn't like it that much. Although it was kind of funny, I agree with the message. Red flag. I thought the plot was pretty weak. <laughs> to toxic man. <laughs> toxic. Toxic man. Yeah, toxic. Oh, are you not comfortable in your masculinity to on. enjoy? All right, fine. Turn that out feminist you, masterpiece. How about that? Great you, movie. Are you not <laughs> best movie I've ever seen? <laughs> Tell it was funny. <laughs> no, but honestly, go on, Jordan. Sorry. I do. I I didn't really enjoy it. I thought the plot was pretty average. I thought that. Okay, what what about the plot? It, predictable and boring for me. Like, for example, when she finally went to see the CEOs of Mattel, and they asked her to get in the box, she got in the box, and then she didn't actually end up staying in the box. Obviously, she's not going to stay in the box. And then the running around where everyone's diving around. I kind of get it. It's kind of funny, but for me, it wasn't that funny. It was just a bit of a waste of time. I found myself wanting to like press the fast forward button a little bit on the movie to kind of get through it. So it just didn't really engage me. That's my take on it. I have some... <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on what, what Jordan said though? Like directly to that? Uh, I can understand why you feel that way. But uh, I feel like the movie has to have its fun and there are a lot of deeper themes running through it than it then may have, like obviously that you're more than capable of being aware of that then <laughs> that, <laughs> that went way over your head that that, that might um, like kind of run under the surface compared to what you might think the movie is at face value and i really valued that a lot i think 100%. I, I uh, strongly disagree with you there Jordan. Sorry. Uh no, I'm not sorry, but I do strongly disagree. I think um like even say those running scenes, I think the point of it, I think that was the point, like for it to be a bit whimsical and a bit kind of I think it I think the point was to, like you said Tyler to have very kind of strong themes running like kind of underneath it running concurrently with the kind of silliness like it was a bit silly when everyone was jumped but i think that was the point of the movie like i think that was the point of it and yeah. i think it was done well yeah i get in it in that sense i get it it's it's that kind of movie but i guess it's just not for you that kind of movie is just not really for me I, what, Fair enough. what i really really liked about the movie and i think is probably one of the reasons why i enjoyed it so much is 
I really liked the narrator and the kind of someone playing God on top of the whole thing. And um, that Margot Robbie comment where she was like, exactly oh, um, to demonstrate this point, you shouldn't be casting. Margot exactly. Robbie. I think that was so funny. Yeah. Stuff like, like I always, that's my kind of humor basically. And I always love that kind of thing. And it also works for the underlying themes they're running for, where it's like people can be watching it and say, Oh, it's good for you to like, it kind of is very funny, but it also works for the underlying theme that they're running for. And the, message behind the movie i guess but the the narrator didn't wouldn't really feature she said like what six lines or seven lines throughout the whole thing she ex- she gave us context at the beginning at the very beginning and then she had the margot robbie line she had like one or two maybe but then there were also just moments for things the the characters did and it's not like a full like deadpool fourth wall break but things the characters did that kind of like nods to the audience like oh this is how the world is kind of thing i think and it okay maybe not just the narrator but the script was written and the it was shot in such a way where it's like we know we know what you're doing but it doesn't break the immersion of the movie and i i really admire that kind of writing i think as well um so one um one of the people i went to see it with like seeing the person i was with she started crying when um i can't remember what point it was um I think it was when she was doing the big speech about um, like what women go through and the feelings of being like an ordinary woman and stuff. That was my favorite part of the movie. I think, yeah, I think that for me, seeing that, like a reaction like that from someone who is living that experience, I think it was like, it's so, f- I think it was such a funny film, but it it really, um, it took you on a journey enough and it, I guess, immersed you in the film enough to like actually shed tears when, they say that kind of thing. It was um, serious in the points it needed to be serious. Exactly. It was funny when it needed to be funny. Maybe that's why it was my favourite part of the movie, because it was the most serious part of the movie. I guess it, it, uh, that really spoke to me. Not that I'm the same as you, I'm not yeah. a woman. I can't understand it in the same way, but I appreciated the message that it was trying to portray. But I think, uh, yeah, that's when it, it's explicitly saying this is what we're trying to say. But running through the whole movie, that's what it was trying to say as well, I think. There were so many times where it was basically saying that. And I think it was really good for people who might have not been introduced to the kind of uh, nuances of feminism, for example. It's a good like introduction into what, what it means and what like why it's needed and all that kind of thing. 100%. So. I, I think I also found... Um when they were uh like breaking down the character of ken and like oh if you do this then they're gonna respond like this and if you do this and they're gonna respond like that i think that was quite funny like you know at the end when they were planning um for example like oh he's gonna talk too much oh and, and yeah. that kind of stuff <laughs> I, I, like I, I had me thinking i was like oh gosh am i heavy like this do you know what me too me too like, oh gosh sometimes i do talk a bit too much don't i <laughs> Like, that kind of thing some of the, I thought was really funny some of the other like kind of nod to the audience jokes that I was alluding to earlier like when it was like oh he'll try and like explain the godfather to you yeah. and stuff like that it's just like <laughs> that's so funny and they're talking about like a mini fridge and stuff <laughs> like I have a mini fridge it's like, <laughs> it's like I was just like oh kind of like rolling my eyes at myself every man every man saw themselves in that scene yeah, I, yeah. I, I think though you have I think why a lot maybe some guys came across as like oh it's bashing men and stuff is because i think you just have to be secure in someone making a joke out of you about like 
some behaviors that yeah. you have you have to feel sec- you have to be secure in enough that like you know what i'm i'm not perfect like but i do also like that for men it was kind of a exploration into i think ken ryan gosling's ken particularly was a great character because it explored why the idea of patriarchy and stuff can be also bad for men in the terms of like you can't feel and all of this kind of thing. But he was very, a couple of my friends have told me that <laughs> I remind them of uh, Ryan Gosling's Ken, but um, he's very like in touch with his feelings and all of this kind of thing. Wait, people have said like, that to you. Yeah. That's <laughs> a couple of people. Um, but like, Oh my God. I, the whole, like I'm just Ken power ballad was just <laughs> the best thing ever for me. I just found it so funny and I just thought it just knew exactly what it was doing like the dance break and everything it was so good and also the scene where they were all playing guitar to the barbies and like staring intensely in their eyes that's hilarious man i think um i do think though that end scene you know you know where he um he tried to kiss her i think that was very funny but i think they dragged that scene a bit too much that's one thing that kind of i felt like him trying to kiss her was really good like i think it worked really well i think a lot of the conversation but i think it didn't need to be as it just felt a bit long that scene that's kind of one of the points i would make where i was like eh. i'm happy they didn't end up like, oh, like all of that can you imagine 100 i completely agree one of my favorite parts of the movie was that she was at no point enamored at all by that ken or any of the kens she was never like 100 percent. yeah even in the end she was still like i don't love ken like straight up i thought that was great Great. but that's okay like ken can still be he doesn't need her either kind of thing which and, and then him real yeah him realizing like what, what do i actually like i am yeah. ken off as, yeah. as his ken off. <laughs> you can get that hoodie you know that he was wearing uh, i would not be surprised that does not surprise me <laughs> capitalism but the fact that they were talking about ken finding out who he was without barbie was really interesting because it shocked me a little bit because you never see that with men it's always the woman who has to go away and find out who they are outside of their relationship. But I think that's exact again, it's exactly what the movie's trying to do, you know, turn these things on his head and Absolutely. reverse the roles as it were. Absolutely. I've got some funny um one star reviews from Letterboxd that um uh well technically Ron on Twitter has compiled them and he said I took one-star reviews of Barbie from Furious Men on Letterboxd and put them on posters because it made the, seem, the film seem even cooler. These are some of the comments that some people left. An alienating, dangerous, and perverse film. <laughs> perverse? <laughs> Why is it perverse? Who knows? The feminist agenda will kill us all. A pink acid trip that feels like being slapped by lots of confusingly attractive people. And my personal favourite, they won't be happy until we're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think there Why was... Why is that? It's <laughs> just so stupid. Uh, yeah, the whole, so, so, people who've not really watched the film. I think those... I think those who are the most offended by it are the ones who saw the most of themselves in this whole patriarchy situation. 100%. And they, they can't take it. They're, they're too... They're, they're, it just triggers them. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's triggering. It's, it's, they're part of the problem. I think it was... Refre- and I said it on the episode before... The week before the movie came out, but I think it was refreshingly like political when it needed to be. And... Like we've said, it ran with deeper themes underlying like Billie Eilish's song, that whole like, what was I made for thing. And then they were playing like videos of like women growing up and all that kind of thing. Apparently those people are all like families of the cast and crew, Uh, um, which is, which is quite a nice touch as well. Yeah. I think, 
the that no point in the film there was an there was an exaggerated matriarchy at the beginning and then a little bit of an exaggerated patriarchy in the real world but i don't i never had the got the idea that it was trying to push any kind of yeah, agenda either. other than gender equality you know? I, I was surprised when i because i came out and then one of the people i went to see it with sent me like a thing of like oh this is how people are reacting to it i was surprised but when i thought about it i was like oh, do you know what's much that surprising Shout out to Simu Liu's Ken as well. I thought he was really, really good. Um, and yeah, all the other, all the other Kens. Is that Shang Chi? Yeah, yeah, Chang yeah. Chi, yeah. There was there was a real raid of the sex education cast in this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's Adam Groff. Uh, I think his name's Connor Swindles, and then yeah, Chuti Gatwa, Emma Mackey. Then you had a. Uh, and they were that that Bobby and Ken were together. Yeah, which was quite cool. Gravit was that? Oh, uh, <laughs> Kingsley Benadir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, like, like vice Ken to yeah. the main Ken. Sidekick Ken. <laughs> I was, um, as I was watching, I was just thinking of like, I was think I always seem to do this when there's like a big cast of like people from loads of different things. I always think of them in their other like things. So I was thinking like, what graphics here? Then you have Shang-Chi. Then you have um, Maeve from Maeve Sex from Education. Sex Education. Um, <laughs> the, the two, the next doctors here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I don't know why my brain does that all the time. Then I was thinking of um, uh, what's her name, uh, from DC, Margaret. Oh, who does um Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn? Yeah, I don't know. My brain always is just yeah. <laughs> Another thing I found really fu- like, it, and it's kind of the same thing I've been going on about about nodding to the audience and stuff. Like when she was throwing the clothes out of the house, for example, <laughs> it was like saying the name of the piece of clothing that. I just find that stuff so funny, man. He's like, not the thing from 2001. And then she throws it and it like stops in a freeze frame. That's hilarious. When they were explaining as well, some of the like additions of Barbies there have been, I was so surprised mm. that like that actually made it to market and they were selling that. Like, so- like Pimp Ken and like <laughs> Magic Earring Ken or something like that. Yeah. And there was like a video Barbie as well. And then there was one where it's like when you lift her arm... Like her breasts grow and yeah. stuff. I was just like, I cannot believe this is what used to be sold on. Always pregnant, Barbie. Was that yeah. okay? <laughs> but no, but her name was like Midge or Mitch or something like that. And she, okay. but she was like her friend, Barbie's friend, but she got right. discontinued. Like Alan. Oh, I loved Alan. Oh, Alan as well. Alan yeah. was one of my faves. It was nice that it was quite inclusive as well in the terms of in like all the different Barbies, different shapes, sizes, colors, all of that kind of thing. It really like you know. But yeah, it was it was nice. What did you guys think about the fact that the stereotypical Barbie? Margot Robbie had come to the world for the mum, not the daughter in the end and all that kind of thing. Jordan's making a face. <laughs> Don't Pre- care. Predictable for me. I, I could see it. I, I didn't really, especially when you could see her drawing the... Yeah, you could see it coming for sure. But yeah, no, I mean, it was kind of interesting. A little bit of a twist, but it, not too much where I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> When she went to the school of the kid, and then they were all just like heckling. <laughs> she was like, "Hi guys," and they were like, Ugh, "Like, <laughs> did you see? Did you see that brats thing that I sent the the TikTok uh, thing about the brats? The kids were based on the brats. Yeah, apparently their names are the names of brats. Ah, did you, did you watch I didn't it? see it. Oh no, yeah, no. the so, original four brats were the names of the kids who weren't like who were being unkind to barbie oh that's really funny and i think they what they put the the way they looked they looked like brats as well and stuff like ah. the brats that they were named after and stuff so like barbie's natural enemy 
Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. That's cool. And I, I, I haven't seen that. That's really cool. Um, for those who know, they know kind of thing. Yeah. Really good. I, yeah, I never, I never picked up on it. Someone sent it to me on, um, on TikTok. Did you guys see the thing I sent you? I think it might have even been yesterday, where it was like the scenes of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and the scenes of her as Barbie. I watched that. I watched that. It's obviously clearly very intentional, but it's really cool that there's like parallels of like exactly things that Harley Quinn's done in the yeah. in the previous filmography, and then things that Barbie. And like shots and like filming her like heels as she's walking and like yeah, yeah, yeah. the lowering of the of the sunglasses and stuff like that. It was like when they put them side by side, it's like, oh yeah, they've clearly done it on purpose. Yeah, I like. I that. wonder if that's like the directors or the film 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 crew are doing that, or is it more like Margot Robbie's like, oh, we, is Margot Robbie pushing for those type of shots? Well, or? Margot Robbie was a producer on it as well, so oh, interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I've, I don't doubt that Greta Gerwig, the director, was played a hand in it as well. No, it's cool. I thought it was a very good film. I enjoyed it. So I would say very. I think I say I enjoyed it because I didn't go. I went in with like no expectations, so I was thoroughly impressed. What about the acting? I think it was supposed to be very like animated and very like, whoa, what's the like that? I think that was the point of it. Um, but I, I, I think what they were trying to do, they achieved. I think is what I would say. Like what they, yeah, what they were trying to do. I think they achieved it well. So. And it made sense for the film based on it being like Barbie and stuff. Yeah, I think I think my acting MVP was um, Ryan Gosling, probably. I think he was great. Very funny. I think he was really, really good. He delivered the role that they wanted him to deliver pretty much perfectly, I think. Yeah. yeah. My favourite joke, I don't know if you guys remember, was the, <laughs> 2000, the choir of 2,000 young fathers. I don't know why, but I just cracked up so much of that joke. Do you remember I don't that? remember it. I don't know when it was. But the CEO I, I was talking about the terrible things that can happen if humans get into the Barbie world or something. And then the guy was just coming up with random terrible things. <laughs> I don't remember it. The but... choir of 2,000 young fathers. <laughs> he was like, yeah, even worse than that. And all that. It was great. I, that was the, the funniest part of the movie for me. You know what? I'm not normally like the biggest Will Ferrell fan, I'll be the first to say. But I thought he did a really good job in this as well as like the, the CEO of Mattel as well. It's exactly the kind of movie for him, I think. He, yeah, he'll fit in perfectly with this kind of script. Now Mattel want to make oh, loads of loads of toy movies. They've seen the potential in it. I think. Oh, yes. Barbie cinematic universe pending. Uh, that I do not have time for. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Transformers not Mattel? It, it, Transformers is also the other big toy franchise. Um, Mattel universe and <laughs> Optimus Prime X Barbie. <laughs> Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Fighting in front of the Mattel logo. <laughs> Barbie and the battle for Cybertron. <laughs> oh my god. Do your best uh, Optimus Prime voice. Go on, Jordan. <laughs> no, you, you're the, you're, Why the me? you're the one with voice. You're the one No, I can't the... do Optimus Prime. No one can do Optimus Prime. Go on, try Jordan. Uh, what's the line he says at the end of Transformers 1? Uh, he says... Um, I am here. Uh, uh, we are here. We are waiting. No, I, no, I am Optimus Prime, and I send this message to all <laughs> Autobots seeking refuge among the stars, or something. I am. no, no, no. <laughs> ah. Straight away, no. That's Optimus Prime's too difficult. I can't do that. Fair enough. You Fair. need to just have the voice. You can't put that on. Yeah. Deep, isn't it? Go on, try it. No. I am Optimus Prime. I'll stop it. I am Optimus Prime. I.
I'm Optimus Prime. <laughs> I am Optimus Prime. That's my that's my attempt. Oh, that's funny. Let's cut that out. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm not here for Mattel doing more stuff. Like sometimes you just allow it, let it be good, and then just move on. Are you telling me you don't want to see a live action Hot Wheels? <laughs> Does that not exist? Is that not already a thing? Uh, I don't think so. I'm sure there's an animated movie or something. <laughs> Must be. I wouldn't be surprised. Because that's where Fast and Furious came from. Is it? Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Yeah. Is it? No. Of course not. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I actually believe so. that. Vin Diesel and so. Hot Wheels. Starring <laughs> Hot Wheels. Yeah, that's where the idea came from. I mean, the amount of Barbie movies there already are is just insane. Barbie and the Nutcracker. <laughs> what? Uh, all the animated movies. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so. animated. Sorry, yeah. It's insane. There's so many. They've already squeezed this for as much as it's worth. The Nutcracker. That's some. Um, no, that's one Lake. Sorry, Kenny and Karen. Ignore me. <laughs> Ken origin story. Uh, Alan origin story. I'd watch that. You don't want to watch the new Polly Pocket movie coming out. Soon. What's Polly Pocket? <laughs> you don't know what Polly what Pocket was is. What's that? It's like little toys, little dolls. What, like Tamagotchi? No, oh. no, they were like actual physical. Like, oh, yeah. Tamagotchis were called though. You did a Tamagotchi film. I had a Tamagotchi. I never had. I used to play my friends. Tamagotchi movie. My parents never got me one. Well, I learned um, this week. <laughs> it's actually Tamagotchi. No way. This G- week? genuinely, yeah. I, I How know. Did you find out it, this week. I know it seems weird. I, I, <laughs> like, I'm aware. Even, none of us have spoken about Tamagotchi. <laughs> I was week. watching a video and it's Tamagotchi. I don't know why I saw it or where I saw it, but I guarantee. I think I'm too far gone to. Yeah, to change. Yeah. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> Respect the Tamagotchi. Have you not just seen the masterpiece that is Barbie? It's never too late to change. It's too late for me, man. It's too late for me, my son, when he's talking to Luke. <laughs> I was thinking that as well. Was Luke that. Skywalker. You don't. You guys don't want to see the Uno movie? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know what could be a cold movie? Monopoly. <laughs> oh, my God. Monopoly. Starring the guy with the moustache. Yeah, like, really about capitalism just beating down I, some of the... Like, no, real... that would actually be really good. And then it turns from Monopoly into the Joker. Because he gets done in by, like, capitalism. And then he goes into, like, his dark phase and then becomes the Wacken Phoenix Joker. Oh, my gosh. That is... What, you're tying in DC to it? I think you could... I think, oh, my I gosh, it's Warner work. Brothers. They could do it. I think they no, could Mattel work. is it. It's not Mattel is a monopoly though. <laughs> no, that's actually work, that's actually pretty cool though. I think it like, could work. Monopoly it really focuses on the guy just getting down beaten beaten down by like capitalism. It's like the stuff. origin story of Mr. Monopoly. Exactly. But at the end I mean, does he like, get and then he inadvertently without knowing creates the Joker because he like kicks out no, people no, no, from like, housing and stuff. Kick it like leaving the Joker. Oh, 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 oh I thought you were trying to tie it in. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like a like a <laughs> He's not letting it go. I'm talking about like the man you know on the Monopoly board. Yeah, he, he is like a big. He's like, a bad guy. Is this animated? He's a bad guy. No, it's not animated. It's live no, action. It's live action. And it's like it's like a social commentary on Monopoly. So. Is it funny? On 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 or capitalism. It, does it like make you cry at the end? Type of vibes. I think it's either going to be funny or make you cry. No, but I think it's like Barbie, where it's like makes you oh, think. I think that could work really well. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for that. Monopoly, come to us. We'll give you some good ideas, man. It's the origin story of the guy you see on the board, and at the end, he becomes the tyrant, the man he swore to the destroy. Tyrant. He becomes a tyrant. Yeah, I like that. He gets a monocle at the end, and he's like, "Oh, I'm Mr. Monopoly," and then that's that's the last line. Yeah, it, like zooms into his face, and then a monocle like attaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, I think I think this could work. You know, what? Where at the end he's seduced by the like the the dark side, the dark side of. The the dark dark side of <laughs> 
The dark side of capitalism. What's the light side of capitalism if you're rich? <laughs> yeah, he realises there's no hope in this world and he just becomes like a, a shill of the capitalist machine. My gosh. Yeah, and it's Jordan's sworn sworn enemy. Oh my! <laughs> I'll play the uh, the op- opposition the, in that movie. The socialist. Cast How me. would a game about communism go? Everyone wins. And what would it? What would it be called? Fair markets or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. How did we even get there? We we're talking about. Uh, Toy games. Ah, oh, yeah. Toy movies. Yeah, sorry. Toy toy games. <laughs> toy movies, yeah. I haven't got anything else to say about Barbie, though. No, overall, a nice, lovely, blended feminist masterpiece. What are you giving out of 10? Um, I'm bearing in mind I'm quite conservative with my ratings. Generally. Generally. What's the highest film you've... Just for context, what's the highest number you've ever given to a film that you've seen before? Probably like nine point three or four, and that's too dark. No, I don't. I don't know what it is. But like nine point three point four. Nine point three. I don't want to say what my favorite Fair. movie is all the time. Nine point three four. That's probably like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a big question for me. I don't know. Um, but Barbie, I'd give a strong seven point nine to eight point one. That's a strong. <laughs> one. Why is it so specific? You have, no, you, you, have to. you do have to use the decimals because okay. otherwise it's all eight. Why just do it out of a hundred then? You 79 could. to 81 alright there you like, go 79 <laughs> it's just that specific nice one mate now Jordan what's the highest film what's the highest rating you've ever given a film before 10 you've given a film a 10 before yeah what film Oppenheimer Oh, we'll come on to talk okay, about okay so then what are you giving Barbie I'll stick to my 6 oh you gave it a 6 previously yeah okay cool I again I, 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 I kind of liked it but it didn't really engage me in the same way especially as Oppenheimer did well, as a segue into Offenheimer. Thanks for asking me, guys. Anyway, carry on. Oh, sorry. But yeah, no, continue, Tyler. What, <laughs> yeah. was it? what would you give it? What would you give it? Uh, it doesn't matter anymore. No, I genuinely... <laughs> I, gen- <laughs> I genuinely want to know. Um, uh, I'd probably agree. I, I probably haven't given a film more than a nine. I don't think I can think of... It. I don't think any. there's a perfect film. I... Just as a disclaimer. I'd so what did that, you give Barbie? Yeah, I'm just thinking... Nice one. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, I'd give it like for what it did. I think it did everything it was supposed. I think I'd give it like an eight point four. I think it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, and I think it what it was supposed to do was a good idea, and I think it performed it well. So, yeah, I think eight point four. What were you gonna say there, John? Ah, uh, nothing. It's fine. It was relative to the perfect movie thing, but go, go on, go on. Uh, I was just gonna say, just as a disclaimer. I understand that there's no such thing as a perfect movie. So I take that into account when I give a 10. It's not perfect, but it's it's really good. That makes sense. Moving on. Seg- segue into Offenheimer. Apparently, uh, Killian Cillian Murphy has been asked if he would play a Ken in a Barbie, Barbie 2 or a Barbie spin-off, and he said he would absolutely be delighted to. So, <laughs> I can't imagine him. He can do it. I'm sure he could. He could do he it. He definitely could, but... Everything I've seen him in has just been like opposite of that. So I think it would be so cool to see him in something yeah. like that. I think it would be jokes. No, I think he would be good. Yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it, that just because he happens to also be a hot ticket item at the moment, they're asking him about the rival movie and if he would. And that's absolutely how it works as well because he's been asked and it's like buzzing around now. They'll absolutely it could cast become him. become a thing, yeah. They'll cast him if, if they wanted to. Like, um, that would be cool. But yeah. Barbie, Barbie was great. 
go see it. Still loads of time coming up to its second weekend now. Not so. if you were an associate of Jordan, though. Ah, the, oh. they all think like him. I would say so. I would say see it. It's oh, you'd still suggest people to go see it. It's interesting. Maybe wait till it's on. <laughs> on some kind of streaming service somewhere it's really nice to see the cinemas full when yeah. I went last weekend and I saw when I, my Barbie screening was pretty much entirely full same the Oppenheimer screening was pretty much entirely full the Barbie same. people were wearing all pink and stuff like that like getting excited about like cinema is exciting because a lot of the time when I go it's just empty nowadays so yeah it's nice to see the full screenings again last time I saw it was probably No Way Home which was December 2021 so yeah Good to see, for sure. Oppenheimer. Jordan should kick it off, I think. <laughs> Tell us, Jordan. This is probably one of my favourite movies. Of all time. Yeah. I thought the it was a long old movie, and I uh, it didn't feel long. The pacing was fantastic. I didn't check my phone once throughout the whole thing. Well, thought, you shouldn't really check your phone in the cinema. Because uh, unless you're, you're not allowed. Unless you're a pirate. They tell you to turn it off. But uh, go on. I didn't check my watch. <laughs> I don't even have a watch. <laughs> I didn't check the time once out the other thing. I thought the pacing was wonderful. The uh, the acting was unbelievable, especially Killian Murphy. He was so good. So good. Apparently, throughout the whole thing, he there was a time where he was only eating one almond a day. I heard about that. I saw that as well. To lose enough weight to play this character. Right. And he like, I'd need to eat less than that to lose that kind of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, I just thought it was, it was phenomenal. Really, really good. I really enjoyed it it came out a bit like and the subject matter was so heavy and it, it addressed it without really addressing it like we never saw the bomb drop on japan but the little effects and the the one of my favorite parts was the when they were testing the bomb and after it went off there was like a moment of silence and i was really expecting a really loud noise and I kept expecting it, expecting it, expecting it. And then it never came. And I was like, oh, okay, they've just gone with the silence, which was so effective. And then the loud noise came. Yeah, I and then agree. it was like, wow, wow, that really did shock me. I just, yeah, from start to finish, I thought it was amazing. I think my favorite part of that film was the black and white. The black and white being like, this is actually what happened. And like, this is facts. And then the color scenes being like, this is more of like, I guess, our interpretation of what happened um and then the like redoing of certain scenes in black and white versus some of them in color i think was really like i, I can't think of anything where i've seen something like that before and i think it's like it, it could have potentially been a bit tacky if it wasn't done well but i think he'd done it like perfectly i think it was done so so well so I really like that. I also really like, I guess kind of like what Jordan was saying about the subject matter. It's not a subject matter I think about much. I've never really, like. I guess I did history. So I thought about it like during class and stuff and you might see certain things if you go to a museum or something. But it's not something that like I feel like dominates conversation much, um, this topic anymore, anymore for where we are in time and stuff. Obviously back then during the Cold War and stuff, obviously like World War II was a big thing and stuff. But I think for where we are now... It, for, for, for me like in my circles like in other circles maybe but for me personally it's not something that comes to my mind much you, but sorry I'll let you finish I was hoped so <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry joking but um it's not something that will come to my mind much and there are other subject matters maybe like feminism saving Barbie that like I'm exposed to a bit more on social media or whatever and just general conversation but 
I think it the way it drew me in, like it really kind of captured me across. I'm like, I'm not the biggest, I don't follow the kind of politics hugely. And it, it's not something that like really interests me a lot. But I think, I don't know. I think being able to like, when you read about the, the whole thing that happened on Wikipedia, it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's it's kind of interesting. Oh yeah, he lost his um security clearance. Oh yeah, cool. But like the way the film really kind of, the way the film really kind of entrenched me in it and like, I felt like I was on the journey and like every little small thing I felt like a way about and like, I know it just, it really took me on the journey and it, I felt like I was feeling things with the characters and the storyline kind of just brought me along with it and like, but then when I step back out of it, I'm like, oh, the subject is not something that's hugely anything to me, but I, I really was along with the journey and that kind of thing. So, what I was going to say was, I, I think that was the start of nuclear weapons being built. And today, the threat of nuclear war is very much real and underlying and underpinning the whole kind of political landscape of the world. That's so, that's fair. I think fair enough. We don't see it day to day on social media or whatever, but it is absolutely something that has massive, and uh, obviously you're aware of this, but like massively informed history. And now, a lot of the world superpowers have major nukes and they could just wreck the world. I think the the trial that was underpinning the whole movie as well really helped with the tension, like you mentioned, yeah. like the whole security clearance meeting, the way it was flicking back and forth between the present in quote marks and the, and the past was really what helped keep the tension going, I think, throughout the whole thing and kept me hooked personally. That was great. I never knew, um, what's his name? The genius guy. Uh, Einstein. Einstein was like about them days. I, like, and he was like so involved in these kind of thing, in this kind of stuff. Like I was, in my head, he's just always like some abstract figure in history who's just like I don't really know when he was alive, but he's just there. Like, um, I had no idea he was around during that time of that period of time. I think the ending of the movie was one of the greatest movie endings I've ever seen. Christopher Nolan's endings are always he so always good. He always does that though, isn't it? Yeah. The ending is always so good. But that conversation he had with, with Einstein about when earlier in the movie he was showing them about the atmospheric ignition, which, by the way, is crazy. Like the way they could have just wrecked the whole world. I was talking about it to you guys when we came out of it yeah. as well because we watched it together. Just the fact that there was even a small shred of theoretical possibility that they could ignite the atmosphere and then it would just cause a chain reaction and just obliterate the world is crazy but anyway when he was showing him the like kind of theory behind how that might have been possible and stuff and then the ending was him saying remember when i showed you that and we were worried we'd destroy the whole world and he was like yeah he's like i fear we've already we that's what we've done kind of thing and it's like wow that's like a heavy heavy thing to think about it was a great ending for me and uh, that was really demonstrated when he did lose his security clearance because his stance on weaponry had switched because he was all for the atomic bomb before they blew it up. But when they blew it up and he saw the damage it could do and the fact that people like the president of America or people can't be trusted with weapons of such destructive power, he was all against the hydrogen bomb, which is one of the reasons they were a bit sceptical about his loyalty to the, the country. But I completely get it. The moral implications of these things are insane, crazy. Not something I want to have to think about. Heavy film, though. Like... Coming out of the cinema, I really felt like I'd kind of 
I don't know, like I'd taken on a lot. Like I remember you, especially you, Jordan, when you came out, you were like, you, you seemed almost shell-shocked by the whole. <laughs> yeah, it was in. It was a heavy movie, like you said. It really felt the the acting of all of the main actors, to be honest, was incredible. And you really felt the emotion and you really felt the weight of the decisions that had to be made. And the fact that it's based on a true story. The whole morality piece was really well portrayed as well, I think, because from my understanding... Yeah, Oppenheimer just like after it all kind of the fallout of it, he was just like really depressed and stuff, and he was just like, I hate this. Like, why have we done this kind of thing? But in my opinion, it would have already happened by now anyway if he, if he wasn't there in terms of the way science has progressed and stuff. But obviously, that has informed how science has progressed. But yeah, um, it would have already happened. But yeah, it's a big, big um, kind of moral burden to carry the fact that you were like the head of this big project and all of that kind of thing. Um, intense. What I also found interesting kind of on that was when he went to see the president and he was speaking about how... Gary Oldman. Was that Gary Oldman? Gary no Oldman. Way. Gary Oldman. Was it actually? Can shapeshift, I'm telling you. <laughs> was it actually Gary Oldman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how is he serious black and Commissioner Gordon and Winston Churchill and President Truman? Like, what is this? Plus so many believe, other things. I cannot believe he was Truman. I'm that thinking back to it now. I cannot believe that. I didn't recognise him even a little bit. And the accent was so good. He was so good. He's so good at what he does. He is he? so good. Why is his face so mouldable? <laughs> He's just got one of those faces. <laughs> just be anyone. But no, yeah, that yeah, that scene. Sorry. Yeah, it was the way that he was kind of talking to the president about the moral aspect of it. And the president was like, this isn't about you. You know, they don't care who made the bomb. They care who dropped it and then he kicked him out of his office because he was like get these cry babies out of here or something. <laughs> don't let that cry baby back in here <laughs> but yeah it's really interesting and that's i think what at least in the movie that's how they portrayed it that's what flipped him towards actually this is bad we can't do this these people can't be trusted with such power ah oh, it's crazy the whole thing is great I, I did a lot of reading and then like was like reading about the hydrogen bomb and the yeah, I was do like reading, seeing who did what in like different projects in, in regards to the atom bomb and stuff. And then going back to the film and then seeing their face. I was like, oh, this, okay, that makes a bit more sense because I, I came out of it and I was a bit like. Oh. It really makes you want to go and do a bit more of a deep dive yeah. into what, what happened, didn't it? 100%, yeah. It's definitely one you got to see again. 100%. I need to go see it again. I've been meaning to because I'm like certain things are just through like i remember you guys were having to i was asking i was like so wait that part and da, da, da. but i think a second watch will be good but three hours though <laughs> yeah you, it's, it's one of them you got time. you got to kind of let it sit with you for a bit and then revisit it another time i guess but three hours is a long time man i definitely intend to see it again while it's still in the in the big screen i think acting was amazing on all fronts in this one javi and matt damon have a love affair Listen, Jason Bourne, <laughs> let me tell you something about Jason Bourne. He is an incredible guy. <laughs> he is so good. He's so good. I think he's like, he's just that real like early noughties, late nineties uh, actor who's just like, he's just, he just does what he does. He, he, he does what it says on the tin type of thing. Like he's just quality. Um, yeah, I think he's quality. Like I'm thinking of film. Yeah, obviously like the Bourne series or Goodwill Hunting and whatever. But 
yeah, I really, really like Matt Damon. But I think he was great in this. I think the relationship he had with um, Cillian Murphy, I'm trying to use their other name. Tommy, Tommy Shelby. Shelby. Yeah, the relationship Jason Bourne had with Thomas Shelby. Tommy Shelby. I think it was great. No, I think it was honestly really good. Um, I think it was funny when it needed to be funny. It was serious when it needed to be serious. And like, it was actually serious where like, as the audience, you can during the conversation, you can feel like it's palpable, the tension. But then when you needed to have a little chuckle over like a sarcastic comment or something, I think it was good. So I think, yeah, I think it was quality. Um, the best actor in it, I probably wouldn't give it to him. Uh, it would probably have to be Cillian Murphy. I think he was the best. It has to be. He was fantastic. Um, but I'd say Matt Damon was definitely up there. Shout out to the female actors in it as well, like like uh, Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, her testimony, uh, Oppenheimer's wife, I think her name's Kitty, her testimony scene towards the end of the movie was so good as well, like when she was kind of winning the hearts of the council, but also like being quite witty and lashing back at the... Yeah, for a, for a character who wasn't like at the forefront, she had a lot of depth. Yeah. Very... Yeah. And it was interesting, her like different stance to the way she thought Oppenheimer should approach things versus how he actually approached things where she was like you need to really fight back she kept she kept saying that isn't it like yeah you fight back or something like that um whereas he was I don't know what his he was more just kind of like what will be will be kind of thing I think he was kind of playing the game he knew whereas she was like come on we need to fight against Strauss the big bad guy of we the haven't movie. spoken about um RDJ yeah, Robert Downey Jr. at all. Bit of a transformation there, that hairstyle. What did you guys like, think wow. of him in it? Really good. Again, he the whole underlying arc of his character where he was kind of like he was he seemed like a good guy and then he was a bad guy and then Rami Malek comes along and like takes him down a peg. That was wonderful. I really enjoyed that. And a little shout out to JFK at the end there, who was the one who voted against him. Against him at the end. So yeah, I think the the arc of that character was one of the high points of the movie, honestly. And that was a bit of a twist for me when Rami Malek showed up and started knocking him down, peg and peg and peg. And he was the one who kind of created the discussion that he should no longer be, um, I guess, in not in office, but like have the position he was holding, kind of thing. So yeah. But I was very surprised when it kind of turned out that like this whole thing, the whole thing that was going against Oppenheimer had come from Strauss. Um, yeah. That was a big twist. And then the reasoning behind that was because he thought he turned um, Einstein. Einstein against him. I think, yeah. It was something so trivial. Also, what was Jordan's favourite uh, line of that film? The adolescent. The adolescent line only an adolescent and a <laughs> Ad only an adolescent or a fool presumes to know someone else's relationship yeah, quality i try and tell you guys this all the time <laughs> he does he does he say really, it, he yeah. always does it only yeah. the two people in the relationship can know the full extent to be honest i agree I do it's agree. so true it is true i mean obviously we're laughing and we roll our eyes when you say it but it, i agree with it i think it's very true it's because it's like oh it's a classic like he's always saying it but it's so true <laughs> yeah it is very true. It's, think, it's almost lost its weight because he says it so much, but it is so true. Agony Uncle Jordan. That's it. Teaching us. <laughs> I'm going to start writing a blog. <laughs> Everyone can write in. Send in questions. <laughs> Maybe I'll start a podcast. Start a draft. Yeah, that's one. Right? Start drafting it up. <laughs> Florence Pugh was also really good. I think she played the role that she was meant to play. She, she was the one he was... Jean Tatlock, the one... Having an affair with. Yeah. yeah. And I think 
because that was such a big part of his kind of mental health decline as well when she committed suicide. I thought she like fulfilled the role she was meant to fulfill quite nicely too. Josh Peck was there too. Me and you were laughing and smiling oh at each other. Gosh. There he's from uh, Drake and Josh. Um, oh. One of the the guy who played Josh in Drake and Josh. Me and Jordan kept looking at each other and laughing because we we like grew up with that show. So we were like, "Oh my god, he's here!" Like <laughs> he's pressing the button for the first test of the atomic bomb. Josh himself. <laughs> why? Um, remind me. Why did she commit suicide again? Because he was. Was it? Well, I'm sure she had other things going on, but I think the straw that broke the camel's back was him saying, "We can't see each other anymore." I think that was what was implied, anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a little bit of an opposite message from Barbie there. The woman kills herself when the man dumps her. I mean, it's indicative of the time it was made, and yeah. Ooh, counter. That is a he that, countered you. That is a criticism. Well, it's, and it's it's also just history. It's not like it's just what happened to that individual. It's not like a commentary um, on. But it, but it wasn't black and white though. Not a commentary on <laughs> how women should be. It though. wasn't black and white though. <laughs> <laughs> Speaks to Oppenheimer's uh, opinion of women or Nolan's. No. I'm joking. Oh my god. I'm joking. Jabby's going Jabby's going for Christopher Nolan's throat. I'm joking. About to get sued half to hell. Cancelled. One of the criticisms I've seen of the movie is that it doesn't really portray the female physicists of the time in a very it was very heavily male dominated. And I think the I don't know, but the science world was very heavily male dominated in that time. But I just assume that's why. Because yeah. I just thought, oh, yeah, well, it must have been mostly men because yeah. that's how the world was. I think so. And that was my interpretation of the criticism. Like, it's more, it was quite historically accurate in that way. And that was the reason. So it wasn't historically accurate in other ways. Apparently, um, people have been saying in the, you know, they have like a celebration scene after the bomb goes off and he's like in the kind of gym yeah. kind of area and they all, they're all in the bleachers and he's like having a speech. And he's seeing them all get their face yeah. ripped off and stuff. The, um, American flags that they were waving have 50 stars on them, but there weren't officially 50 American states. There should have been 48 stars on the flags. Wow. But people, people like paused and counted it. them. And How did they pause? Uh, I, I think it, I think it's in the trailer. One of the shots are in the trailer, um, or in like an extended piece of kind of release material and they were like hang on i saw another interview where i was like i know we've spoken about how the imax reel is 11 miles long when it's uncoiled apparently approximately it takes approximately three hours to walk 11 miles so you can walk the length of the imax reel while watching it that's funny killian murphy has been in six christopher nolan movies Did you know let's try and name those I know. Uh, let's do a movie. Let's do a movie. Uh, me and Tyler go. You know what they are. So me and Tyler go back and forth. I'll start off. Um, Batman Begins. Dark Knight. He is in Dark Knight Rises. He is. Yeah, that's that's three. So that's three. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Set as four. Oh, he's not in Interstellar, is he? No. I'm gonna say Interstellar. No. No. He was no. not in Interstellar. Ah, okay. <laughs> he was in Inception. He was in. Who was he in Inception? He was he was in one of the dreams at all. I think he's either- yes, yes. He was in Inception. Of course, he was in Inception. And then what's the sixth one? He's in Dunkirk. As well. Dunkirk. He was a shivering uh, soldier in Dunkirk. Yeah. He was. Uh, uh, so I've seen it. so many Killian Murphy videos this week, so I that's lost, a bit unfair. I lost that one. Yeah, it didn't need to be a competition, but you made it one. <laughs> no. Yeah, but no, he's definitely a Nolan boy. Gary Oldman's a Nolan boy. He is. Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Dark Knight trilogy commissioner and he's in something else as well i believe leo is only in one your favorite like matt damon leonardo dicaprio love you them. love them so much i love them 
But no, I think quality film. Yeah, Offenheimer, top tier. I Ratings out of 10? 8.7. I'm going 9.2 on this one. I'm giving 8.7. If I'm saying like the best film I can think of is like a 9, probably like an 8.7. Maybe an even 8.8. 8. Maybe even an, maybe even a nine. I think there's not much it could have done differently. Yeah, which is why I give it a ten. Like, if you're looking for a movie, what else are you looking for, really? It's true. According to IMDb, Matt, Matt Damon was on a break from acting as like a promise to his wife because they want to spend time together. On the unless Christopher Nolan called about a movie. Wife is fuming. Wife is fuming. <laughs> no, as in she, raging. but she agreed to it. The so family it's like, is raging. <laughs> Matt Damon divorce. Kids are like, oh, dad. <laughs> he gave them the power to destroy himself. That's a funny fact, though. And I guess if there was ever a director of like current cinema who comes calling it, he has to be the guy, isn't it? He is just that guy. He is, he, I think this film has solidified him as that guy. He is. When you talk about that guy, like, you talk about that guy in F1, you talk about Lewis Hamilton, you talk about that guy in like, football you talk about Messi talk about that guy and like director of like modern film it has to be Nolan he's that guy classics generational talent do you know what's it do you know what's interesting though I think when I think of a lot of his films they have that similar theme even though different subject matters I think if it feels like it's from the same creator I don't know if you guys get what I mean do they feel very different for like films do you yeah there's a seriousness there's an undertone there's a darkness there's depth of character there's a really well thought out ending yeah absolutely it's a mark of a christopher nolan movie apparently the scripts for Oppenheimer was also written in the color scenes were written in first person like an i did instead of an Oppenheimer did this or that which is interesting as well it was a clear like thought out plan to make that separation and apparently the crybaby truman line is actually like historically documented as a thing he said president of america Land of the Free, ladies and gentlemen. What do they call him? The commanding officer or the commanding chief or something? Uh, Commander-in-chief. Yeah. <laughs> Almost a little bit better, though, than the manipulatable weakling we get in Secret Invasion for the president. That guy was so annoying. I didn't president like Ritson. Oh, this is a good segue. I like this. It, yeah. I mean, do we want to talk about the end of Secret Invasion? <sighs> We're just going to trash it, aren't we? <laughs> but yeah, we might as well. Let's talk about the trailers first. Okay, cool. cool. Marvels and the creator. What one do you want to talk about first? New trailers for this week. And Gen 5. Or are we not talking about that? We'll talk about that after Secret Invasion. It's Gen V, by the way. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was Gen 5. Roman numerals. Yeah, nice, mate. You've even seen the boys. But, um, All right, let's crack on. Come on. Marvels. Marvels. I, thought, I think it looks cool. I think it's going to be a cool dynamic between the three of them. A bit cheesy at times. I was like, ah, yeah, nice. I think it's going to follow in the theme of Marvel where it's a superhero movie that's kind of relying on the fact that it's a superhero movie to carry it through, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> it looks all right. And I liked Miss Marvel the, in her series. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I thought she was a good actor. But yeah, I think it's going to not take itself too seriously. And as a result, it's going to kind of fall flat. That's I my th- prediction. I think as well, like, so these guys need to come up with new storylines because it can't always just be a villain who's taken, how you've taken everything from me. <laughs> like, there's always that. Like, there's always that. Have you seen Guardians 3? No. Ah, oh, 
there's a scene in it where the high evolutionary who's like the bad guy is like starts going on a spiel about all of like his backstory and stuff and uh star lord's like i just don't want to hear another monologue from a guy whose mom didn't love him yeah do you know what i mean <laughs> do you, I, honestly i'm tired of it like that that's the best way to describe it like some of the like let's just sit down and just think of a new way to tell a superhero film because at this point it's a bit like it's fun and it's cool but it is come on come on guys like you're better you're you're better than this yeah that's how i feel like i feel like you could come up with something if you really tried to think of something new you could come up with something really like innovative or like a new way of telling a superhero story which doesn't need to include just the typical bad guy in the way that we know it to be kind of thing it just feels a bit drawn out kind of thing. that's my opinion watching the trailer is just a bit i think it looks cool and i feel like it might be a good film but it also is just a bit i've uh, seen this before it's nice to see some kind of effort to bring together the mess that Phase 4 was into, you know, we've got Monica Rambeau from WandaVision, you've got Kamala Khan from Miss Marvel, and you've obviously got Captain Marvel as well, who's from kind of like the main the main Infinity Saga, if you will, kind of being brought together into one thing. It's nice to see a bit more of an effort to kind of make it a bit more cohesive because I think that's a, a big issue where Phase 4 kind of fell a bit. So many bits and pieces moving around. But yeah, it looks... Okay. What's your thoughts, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I think it looks okay. I saw some pictures, I think it was like with Empire Magazine or something, which was like a first look before the trailer came out. And I did just think a bit like, oh, it just doesn't look very good anymore. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no excitement like there was in phase one, two, three. It's just the same. Do you know how excited we were when Endgame, Inf- Endgame or Infinity War? Walking out of Infinity War. Civil War. Oh Civil, Civil even War Civil War. So good. Oh, Spider-Man's coming. Oh, Black Panther might be in it, but we're not sure yet. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, and then the Black Panther movie. Ah, oh, sick, man. That was such a great time to be alive. And it just doesn't feel like that anymore. They need to go back to the drawing board and recapture the magic, I think. Are we too old, though? It's not about our age quickly shutting that down why because it's not just our opinion that it's like this this is the global opinion of the mcu at the moment yeah i hear that there is a little bit of a sunk cost though now isn't it like what can they do <laughs> they're in phase four what they're just going to shut it down restart they have all this expensive ip flashpoint soft reboot <laughs> goodness <laughs> me reboot what they've announced <laughs> Well, so many of these shows do get cancelled and they're just like, oh, we're not doing that anymore, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, oh, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to make all of these 10 shows and then half of them get cancelled. And, and they'll tease like, like 50 of them in the, in the actual, in the current show and then, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that anymore. What, what, why not? Oh, no, we just didn't fancy it. To no, be honest, we, we, do, we decided to go in a different direction. Different direction. Different direction. That's what they always say. <laughs> they just decided to go in a different direction. Yeah. That, that's what they also say when they're like firing people. Oh, I think we're all just going, I think we're, the company's going on a different direction. So I'm going to have to let you go. <laughs> I can come with you on this new direction. No, no, no I don't think so. I think you're, you're wired for the other direction. So we'll see you later. <laughs> no, but I, you're fired. Please. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> we want you to leave. Just leave. All right. I was trying to be nice. I tried to do it nicely. Just get out. Just get yeah. out. Leave your laptop. We'll reset it for you. Just we'll go. give you one of those cardboard boxes. Pack up your desk and oh, just go. One of the cardboard boxes? Yeah. Yes. Don't let the door hit you on the you way don't out. look left and right <laughs> as they're leaving. The creator. The creator. How do we feel about that trailer? I feel like, Jordan, it's your kind of thing. AI and all of this. So the premise, as far as I understand, is that they 
humanity have reached a point where AI is kind of like developed enough to effectively be considered sentient. And they've developed robots and things where they... The singularity, if you will. Yeah, effectively. And the robots are now developed enough to like be the defenders of the Earth. Defenders. Like, like the Avengers or whatever. The robots then turn bad. Oh, yeah, they nuked like LA or something. blow up LA with a nuclear bomb or something. And then it's now a battle between robots and humans. And the robots have developed a half-human, half-robot hybrid who's like the secret weapon and the humans steal it and it all ensues from there. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the whole plot of the movie. Do we even need to watch it at this point? <laughs> well, I'd like to know what happens at the end. <laughs> Predictable, but also it, it felt quite refreshing to me, I think. I liked it. Feels like it. something new. Yeah, it did feel quite exciting different. and it different, but different, but like familiar. The the guys like the the main guys like oh like loads of people are like oh the robot <laughs> oh the main love, guys like Ooh. They're, they're all like oh we love the robots the main guys like oh no you can't trust them they're just programming all of this like like yeah it's a bit like oh he's the guy who's a bit disgruntled with the whole thing and then he was right or whatever and then, <laughs> but then he falls he not falls in love but like comes to care for uh, one that's actually good or whatever and it's a bit like oh, we've seen it before but at the same time it did feel quite refreshing so I think I, I think I'll definitely watch that though it looks cool yeah it looked pretty high budget the effects looked really good I saw a thing which was like it's kind of slant, slandering the flash of it but this movie had like a fraction of the budget the flash had and it was like a Gareth Edwards movie Gareth Edwards directs the creator on this budget and then it was like an Andy Machete movie on this budget and it was like because the uh, CGI of the Flash was questionable at times even though a lot of it was like stylistic choice and whatnot but um, yeah it was kind of like look what you can do with this money and you're doing this kind of thing uh, which I found quite funny but yeah Gareth Edwards um, who's yeah brought us Rogue One um, yeah he's a good director so hopefully it'll be something special I'm looking forward to it Secret Invasion. Let's talk about this quickly. Um, get it over and done with, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely uh, a good way to describe it. So since we last um, visited it, episodes five and then episode six came out this week as well, um, which is the finale, season finale of the limited series. So I suppose it will be tied into other things, I guess, maybe. Maybe they'll go in a different direction. I mean, he's, he's back on the ship, isn't he? And then we see him on the ship at the beginning of Miss Marvel's. What is Sabre? Is that something to do with the Kree Skrull War? They described it and they explained what he was doing in one of the episodes. I can't remember. It's a space station. It was a specific purpose. I, in one of the episodes, it, it describes what he's doing, but I, I can't really remember. He's in space and he's doing something. Some, I think it's some space station that the Earth is creating for defense or something. This is know. like if we were asked to describe what S.H.I.E.L.D. was before Avengers came out, we'd be like, oh, it's, oh S.H.I.E.L.D., da, 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 get all excited about it. But now it's just, oh, yeah, he's just in space doing something, I guess. There's too much going on. That's the issue with it. How do we feel about episodes five and six? Trash. Do you know what? Uh, the secret invasion as a whole, I, I thought it was all right. I thought it was quite good. I know that the general consensus is pretty poor, but I thought Samuel L. Jackson was really good in it. It made me think about what he could have done if he hadn't been Nook Fury, you know, he's the, over the past 10 years, he's basically only been in Marvel movies. I know there's been a few others, but he's a great actor, like Pulp Fiction, for example. He's a very good Shaft, actor. Like he's, he, and he's been stuck in this Nick Fury role. It's been very lucrative for him, but it's uh, at this point now, I think it's a bit tired. And I don't know, I don't know him, but maybe he's just at the point where he's like, this is me, you know, it's a guaranteed gig. I might as well just keep going. <laughs> Just ride it till the wheels come off. Yeah, basically. I honestly, I think Secret Invasion as a whole series was good. 
I think the last episode or two was not good. I don't really like the way they concluded it, like giving her the power of everyone. Now we've got Daenerys Targaryen going on here? trotting around the earth, who not only can look like anyone, but has the power of all Avengers. What is going on here? That is literally my thought. When when it actually happened, <laughs> like, wh- how, what? How did Earth get the DNA of Groot? When did that well, the, the, well, it's the Avengers DNA, so... The, well, the, the, the thing was, the Battle of Earth, where they beat Thanos. Yeah. They all bled, apparently. All of them shed blood. Or maybe there were, like, shards of Groot's wood or something like okay, that. Okay, fair enough. And Gravik, the destroyer himself... <laughs> went and picked it all up and saved it for Groot uh, for I, I, Nick I just I think I, I think I think that was probably one of the worst things they could have done did like, you guys see when it just makes everyone feel so redundant like everyone like um, Carol Danvers now like it just feels so like she has she has the power of everyone now she beats every single it just superhero in Marvel because she has all of their powers she's the strongest it just doesn't make sense. What the hell? How did they make this decision? I don't get it. I've got a um, list of all of the DNA used by Super Scrolls here. You ready? Oh, man. Gamora, Thor Odin's son. They have the power of Thor. I didn't even know Thor was part of. So they, are they worthy? And if it's that easy to just get the power by like picking up DNA, the blood. Yeah. You know what I mean, what rubbish, on, man. So Gamora, I'm Thor, just gonna ra- I'm just going to rattle them off here. Go on. Gamora, Thor, Hulk, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Drax, Mantis, Groot, Valkyrie, Korg, Abomination, Outrider, Corvus Glaive, <laughs> Proxima Midnight, Ebony. These are the children of Thanos. Uh, oh, Ebony Moore is in that. Carl Obsidian and Thanos himself, apparently. Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on here? Oh God, oh, the, the biggest one for me was when she grew antenna no it wasn't even the mantis bit and she said sleep it was Drax's arm <laughs> did you see Drax's arm on her why didn't she pull out the Hulk's arm oh something? my gosh because she already Drax? used the Hulk's arm to box him out of the thing it obviously worked again. <laughs> why again? you got Drax's arm out when you've got the Hulk and, why and then they... they've got magic now with Ebony Moore just lifting up objects and levitating people and she can fly like Captain Marvel oh I'm so tired of what they did when I was watching it I was so upset and, this, and the CGI was just a bit like, oh, in that battle oh it was disappointing. disappointing they led up like it could have really been so good up to like episode 4 I thought it was really good I really liked the storyline with his wife and like how I even kind of liked how that ended a bit where it was like I'm going to be me now and I'm not gonna, like I, I kind of was here for that and like when they started doing that yeah I just, just got a bit upset just got a bit. and the thing is they have so many good actors as well that and it's not obviously it's not the actor's fault or anything like that and they did a good job with what they had but just like it was Gravik was such a good actor oh my god he was he was the highlight so good you know who else is so good Olivia Coleman as well she's such a good actor and who played uh, Gaia Amelia Clark I mean I think she was a great she's great as well I think she was incredible and obviously Sam Jackson of course and also Don Cheadle is so good yes Um, Yes. Rhodey really good he, his tonality I think is what makes him really good the actors were great they're just whatever Appar- apparently the di- the director said Rhodey has now been a scroll since Civil War ugh what apparently 
Since Civil War? Yeah. So Gravik's been like, that can't be. It just can't be. Because Gravik apparently was still on Nick's side during the Battle of Earth, which happened after Civil War. Apparently the director of Secret Invasion said that. I don't know. I'm not sure of the source, so I can't confirm it, but... It can't be. Canon is now broken in Jordan's eye. I no longer subscribe to the MCU. <laughs> it is tainted. Oh, this is such a shame, though, man. It was. It was. An, it was some odd decisions made, especially towards the end. Giving someone every single person's power. Oh, who played Sonia? The the old woman. Talking who, about Olivia Coleman. She was. She was probably one of my favorite characters. I think through the whole thing. She is a great actor. And I think the. I think. I think. Yeah, really witty. Really like good lines. Um. Like the sarcasm with the seriousness, but like the matter of Frank, but also kind of being a bit funny with it all. I think she was really good, yeah. That's what we need the MCU to be. If it's going to be this thing where it doesn't take itself too seriously and all of that, we need more acting like that. The Rotten Tomato scores as they currently stand oh, for no. each of the episodes. Yeah. Episode 1, 52%. Episode 2, 50%. Episode 3, 38%. Episode 4, 38%. Episode 5, 50%. Episode 6... 10%. Good. Lord. 10%. Those are particularly low. I don't know if I would have rated it that low. That's a really low running for the whole show. That's because most Marvel stuff will be above 65, 70%. Yeah, that's very low. That's too low for me, most of it. 10%, you know. I think 10% is fair for that last episode. Yeah, though. I might agree. But also, these scores are always like, as with time, they kind of level out and either go up or down. Because they're always a bit like Oppenheimer's like 98 or something. Like Barbie's like 94 or something. Same with IMDb. That's, that's probably what Javi's. I, I saw Javi <laughs> sitting up and checking his phone. He loves IMDb, man. That's the, that's the knowledge of all truth. Secret Invasion. Final thoughts, feelings about the series. It started, I think it started fairly strong. I wouldn't say it started really strong, but I think it started like pretty good. I was quite pleasantly surprised, and then I think it just kind of tailed off towards the end. Good start, disappointing ending. I agree. Last ticket item for this pod episode uh, the boys spin off Gen V trailer came out recently. Jordan rolled his eyes because he hates the gore of the boys universe, but Jabu loves the boys. I, I, like, it's hard to tell what's obviously the going to be happening through the trailer but i think I, I remember watching it for the when i watched the trailer it just definitely it, it felt like oh yeah like they're bringing the same energy from the show from the boys into something new but i think it could work in this new kind of environment so i'm, I'm very here for it yeah i'm so because this kind of thing is right up my street i'm surprised i haven't like fully watched all of the boys yet. i still can't believe it i've seen half of the first season because you would love it i know it's so good i don't know i just haven't found the time to fully visit it properly but yeah i think the, the characters are great and it's really complex so i'm looking forward to yeah but i'll watch the boys before i watch this but um yeah it, it looks good to me i guess i'm sure jordan's going to be watching the boys no, do you know, like I said, I'm a sensitive soul. I, mi I'm, I miss out on some good stuff because of it. Like, I didn't watch Last of Us. I missed that. I didn't watch Chernobyl, which apparently is incredible, but missed that because I don't want to see people's face melting off. And now I can't see the boys. I, what I like about the boys is I think it's like a realistic portrayal of what the world might look like if superheroes were real. And I, I yeah, obviously that's the point of the show. But I do like that it's not like idealize these like shining examples of society kind of thing and everyone is going to have their issues no matter who they are kind of yeah. thing homelander is such a complex character but i think he's so the acting of him is like 
second to none. Mm. He's so good. Because you need me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good. I think he's so good. I, well, I don't know what the actor's name is, but he done what he was supposed to really well. Any further comments at this time? We'll revisit when it comes out. Any more for any more? Uh, brief news. You spoke about The Last of Us. They've now announced that season... Uh, or they, they were going to do subsequent seasons from season the success of season one. They're going to do part two of the game and split it into two seasons. There's going to be season two and three of the Last of Us TV show. There'll be the story of the game part two. Okay, that will be received well. So they're splitting game two into two seasons. Okay, cool. That's right, yeah. I'm here for that. Invincible season two coming out soon. Been Jordan, wait, been really? waiting for that. Been waiting for that. That was a great series. Although, I think they're only releasing four episodes. I think they're only releasing four episodes and then they're taking like a six-month break or something. Oh, uh, maybe. Because I think the idea is it might be because of the actor's strike but that's crazy i would wait until the whole thing comes out i don't want to have to watch four mm. and then re-watch the four when it comes out again but well it is what it is i suppose and they did like a surprise drop of uh like an atom eve origin story um which is out now oh i didn't see that yeah you should check it out i haven't seen it myself but yeah invincible is one of the like most well-received like Comic, like independent comic books of all time and they made it into an animated TV show you would like it Jabby you should definitely watch it is there a yellow yellow character is there a yellow like a suit's cape? like yellow and blue or something are you thinking of minions <laughs> no, nice one <laughs> nice one mate <laughs> nice one <laughs> no. uh, but yeah Invincible season 2 coming out some, some, sometime soon go watch it check it out but yeah that's everything for this week um We'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, yeah. This has been fun. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed this conversation. I think. It's yeah, been a big, big, big weekend. Um, Barbie and Oppenheimer. So both great. Both great movies. They did what they came to do. They lived up to the hype. Wait, I think, which is difficult. Both great, Jordan. I'm kind of just kind of trying to buy into popular opinion here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get cancelled. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think. I think. I think they both did what they were supposed to do. I like. I think I can agree with that one. Yeah. Oh, Barbie! I found it really funny at the end when she went to see when she was going to see her gynecologist yeah. because yeah, earlier she'd interview. said they didn't have genitals. And stuff. <laughs> did you that think was it was going to be an interview? Yeah, I mean that was the point. Yeah, it's like she was going to her first day of work or something, but it was actually that was funny. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I brought it up. I just thought of it for some reason. But uh, yeah. Signing off. <laughs> signing off. Uh, On that note, see, see you, you next guys time. later. See, <laughs> see your gynecologist. <laughs>